Yeah. Check it out. See, the only thing you need to do right here is snarl your freaking head. Boy, it's August 23rd and it's episode 220 and this is the Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast. The Fantasy Football Auctioneer Podcast is the official podcast of the FantasyFootballAuction.com, the first website dedicated to fantasy football auctions. We got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to answer some listener questions. We're going to talk about some budgets and much, much more. But of course, our analysts, they're always here. Well, actually, tonight... Not everyone's here. Blister's not here. He was catching big muskies today. He sent uh, some pretty awesome pictures. I don't know if he's uh, tired from handling those big fish, but he's finished reading bedtime stories tonight, and now he's ready to talk some football. Slim, how's it going tonight? Will the real Slim Shady please stand up? I repeat, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? It's going good. You're right. Bedtime is now past uh <laughs> yeah. at least for some members of my household so now it's miller time <laughs> now it's yeah. miller time yeah well and i'm in the same boat i just got back from high school football training camp doing a little running back coaching out there and uh came home to a full house so i'll give out the disclaimer i told him i would do it ahead of time the disclaimer is if you hear thumping laughing uh crying um whatever the case may be i've got uh Two sister-in-laws, one brother-in-law, uh, two nephews, and a niece in the house, and my mother-in-law, and my father-in-law, and then just the rest of the family, too. So they're, uh, we might hear them. There might be a little Wii Sports going on. There might be some laughing because they're playing Smear maybe tonight, uh, Slim. A little Smear oh, action. Love Smear. It's a great yeah, game. That's our cabin game. It's the family oh, game. Dude. So if uh, just a little precursor if you hear some background noise, that's uh, what's going on. But uh, I don't know. That's all I got. How's, how are things going uh, planning for the weekend, Slim? All good. I think uh, got to hit the printer a little bit, but other than that, should be good to go. All good to go. We got the big auction draft this weekend. Uh, a little round of golf, little B-dubs, a 14-teamer, two auctioneers, two spectators. It should be uh, should be a good time. We'll d- definitely make sure we recap that when we get back uh, next week, eh, Slim? Yes, sir. Absolutely. All right. Well, okay. Enough pre-show banter. Let's just get into this because we got some pretty good uh, Twitter questions uh, rolling. So if you guys are ready, then I'm ready. Let's cock the hammer. It's time for action. So like I said, we got a great show for you tonight. Tonight, we're going to answer some listener questions. We're going to get into some budget stuff. We're going to get into lots of stuff. We're just going to let this uh, roll. Blister's not here, so we don't have to stay on script. So we'll freelance this bad boy tonight. But we'll go into the first segment. And we don't do it too often, but uh, we'll bring it back for this one. This one's called We Just Got a Letter. 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 Wonder who it's from. All right, well, we just got a letter. Well, we got some Twitter questions, actually, Slim. So the first one here is from at real Kur- uh, Kyle Kirby. Uh, his first, it's a multi-step question here, okay? So the first one is, how are we treating Chris Godwin this year? Go. Um, Kind of avoiding. Like, 
to me when I look at generally how I want to build a roster, um, I just have uncertainty with what he's going to do early on in the year. And like my wider receivers would have to be really strong. Like I'd probably yeah. have to get some values at the top end of the draft, which you typically don't see in order for me to feel comfortable uh, rostering Godwin at the price that he goes for. Like he's going for $14, like, uh, you know, same as Juju Smith-Schuster who, okay, I'd rather have over Godwin right now. Right. Um, pretty easily. Like, so that's it. I mean, if I knew I was really strong, like say I was in a keeper maybe, um, and I knew that I was really strong at receiver and I knew I could weather the storm. Like if he sucked for the first four or five weeks, mm-hmm. um, then I would probably be more inclined to, to, to draft him. But, um, just starting from scratch, I don't see how my roster is going to be strong enough, uh, across the board at wide receiver by the time you need to know whether you want him or not. You know what I mean? Like, right. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm kind of avoiding right now. Well, I think I'm in the same boat too. I think the big thing is, you know, with the AAV of 14 bucks, um, like if he's your wide receiver three, but you're still not quite sure what you're going to get out of that. And so for around the same price range, you could get Mooney, you could get Bateman, you know, uh, Judy, uh, yeah. you know, even you yeah. go down a little bit, you get Amari Cooper, maybe you get an Ayuk or, um, you know, Elijah Moore, something like that. At least you, maybe you know more of what you're going to get. I just, yeah, I'm like you, I just don't feel good. Like, I mean, an 80% Chris Godwin is good, but we're like, what's the ceiling, right? Like you're, I feel like at $14, you might be drafting him out of ceiling if he's still banged up. I don't know. That's just my thought. Yeah, and he's a guy that I don't recall ever seeing really go at a discount. Like, right. um, I'm just trying to find it here now, actually. Where is he? These are wide receivers. Yeah, like he goes for, you know, 14 is pretty big, you know, 18, 18, 14, 13, 16. So, like, 10 and 11 once each, but, like, not often is he going for cheap enough for at least for my taste to uh, feel good about that. Well, yeah. Like I just don't see, I don't know that 120 targets out of him this year, you know, like he, like last year he was almost what one thirty. I just don't see it. And I mean, to be honest, it, the Tom Brady aspect kind of comes into it too. Like when's the last time you ever, heard of Brady missing training camp. You know what I mean? He's like this robot all the time. And now he's had this time off and all this, like, I just, who knows where his head is and if he's going to be the same quarterback too. Like, I just think there's too many question marks. I would rather either spend a few bucks less on Amari Cooper or a few bucks more on a DK Metcalf, let's say, than rolling the dice. Yeah. I mean, the Brady thing doesn't worry me personally, but, um, like, it's just, I haven't heard anything on a camp as to how he's really doing. Like, mm-hmm. I have a feeling, I guess we'll see coming up this weekend if he even plays at all, right. takes any snaps in this last game. Um, so, you know, I just think, too, like, 
Tampa, why did they have any incentive to rush him back? Like, mm-hmm. there's only a couple teams or handful of teams in the NFC that really look to be like con- strong contenders. So, like, even if Tampa, the offense is, you know, stumbles a little bit out of the gate, I'm sure they'll be fine come, you know, December. So, like, right. they, have a, they have a season to play for. They're not worried about the first month. So right. if they don't need to even play them, then they might not. So I don't want to run that risk, really. Yeah. And I mean, so like listeners, if you go over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com, and uh, if you're a member and you get the sheets package at $7.95, yada, yada. But you can see throughout our AAVs, like we've got them right now at our wide receiver 32. Um, I have them a little bit higher than you guys have at, at 24, but um, you guys have him at 35 and 38, but he's running for 14 bucks. I just don't think that the $14 price tag is worth the headache. Um, and it's not really how I, how I'm going to construct my team anyway. So I'm like, I mean, for the maybe 17 to $20 as my wide receiver two, and then maybe a little bit less than my wide receiver three. Um, but I don't see that the, the four, that $14 mark, um, that, that's how I'm going to build my team even anyways. Right. So I think he's already like priced out of most of my budgets. Um, and I don't want to draft him with, with those couple of question marks. So I don't know. That's just where, that's where I'm at with them too. So. Yeah, that's fair for sure. Yeah. That's a good yeah. thing to bring up too. Like look at some of your budget constructions and say like, well, like you said, maybe a $15 wide receiver doesn't fit into a lot of your plans so then don't worry about yeah, them yeah why why am i even worrying about it right like that's that's kind of what i'm thinking too like um in the mock auction that we did a couple weeks ago blister and i my wide receiver three i had set at um at twenty dollars so i can do better than chris godwin anyways and i'm not going to price him for some and i'm definitely not going to um you know, he's not like my guy where I'm willing to spend a few extra dollars on him. If, mm-hmm. if I stumbled on him for eight or 10 bucks, maybe I'd think about it, but I don't think you're going to in most home leagues because of the name recognition anyways. Fair enough. Yep. Right. So anyways, that's just kind of where I'm at there. So let's go to the second part of uh, at real Kyle Kirby's question. His second question here is uh, what do we think the potential for Alan Lazard is this year of becoming a wide receiver one thoughts? Um, yeah, I mean, I say doubtful, Mm -hmm. like I just look at, um, you, you probably need to be somewhere around a 16 point per game clip and that's a hard number to actually hit. I think Right. like to me, there's not many receivers that realistically you feel great about penciling in at say over a 15 point per game. Um, so, you know, say maybe there's eight that you mm-hmm. might want to list off. And, I mean, we know who the big dogs are, and there's probably a couple others that maybe we don't have in there that could finish there. So I think it's doubtful, but, um, I, you know, looking at right now, I think he's at 10 bucks AAV, kind of puts him around kind of wide receiver 30, late 30s in that ballpark. Right. So, yeah, he might not finish in the top 12, but... I think that there's a strong possibility that he um, is going to outperform that AAV. Like he mm-hmm. is, uh, 
you know, so I feel good drafting him. Like I kind of was always hoping he would be a guy that you could get at a value as ideally as a wide receiver for kind of that cost, uh, Mm -hmm. which is getting harder to do. But like, and I know in a lot of super flex uh, leagues, like that might be a $10 receiver might be in your wheelhouse for wide receiver three. So he's probably on the radar for a lot of those kinds of builds. So uh, just because his, he's cheap relative to what his potential could be. And, uh, you know, we want to shoot for some of that upside at a position like that. So. Yeah. And I think at um, wide receiver 38 is where we have him right now at 10 bucks. Like I think you're drafting at his floor there, you know, like, okay. So last year he had, you know, he played 15 games, he had 60 targets, but there's a definitely a potential there for him to get over a hundred targets. Yeah. Green Bay plays slow and, and whatever else, but we also know Aaron Rodgers kind of keys on one guy and he knows Alan Lazard. Right. And like, who else? I don't, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, where art thou thou Romeo um, as being this mega producer. So I think you're drafting him at his floor. If you could get him a wide receiver 38 at 10 bucks. And there's definitely a potential there that he could be high end wide receiver two. I don't know if he climbs up into a top 10, but in those, you know, mid to high twenties. Yeah. Maybe he could be there. Yeah. I mean, Oh yeah. I mean, and maybe there is a 10% chance that he finishes, you know, wide receiver 11. Right. I mean, but even if he just gets in that ballpark, right. Like, and that'll be maybe a theme that you'll hear, kind of throughout this podcast if we look at some budgeting stuff later and everything is you know how do you how are you going to outproduce the AAV essentially and right we'll kind of talk about I think with even some of these other questions coming up like to me it's easier to smash the someone's draft you know AAV uh the cheaper they are if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. I can get a $4 running back that finishes, uh, you know, as the RB 13. Well, I've done pretty darn good at that Absolutely. cost, right? Like, uh, at receiver, it's a little bit trickier, I think to do it with the cheaper guys. So like a $10 kind of guys, you know, probably in that same kind of caliber as like a four or $5 running back. So sure. I right. think Lazard is definitely one of these guys that, you probably want to look at so well i mean in just looking really quick like could he outperform gabe davis sure uh amon ross st brown for sure uh mike thomas okay you know uh even bateman or something like there you don't there's no real like i'm not scared of that where chris godwin might not outscore those guys right and you're getting mm-hmm. lazard a little bit of a savings compared to godwin too so that's kind of how i would play things because i think you're drafting out his floor down there Yep. No, I agree. Yep. So, yeah. And I Not think that outside. he, yeah, exactly. And I mean, cause when you start taking a look at that, was the receiving crew in green Bay, like Aaron Jones, is he their wide receiver? Like their second in targets this year could be. So who's number one? Lazard probably is going to be the number one targeted receiver. I would think. And you just look at guys in that price range, like, uh, I think like Devonte Smith. Um, who else is down there? I mean, Kadarius oh, yeah. Tony to some extent. There's a guy, Elijah Moore. 
But like you look and starts putting some of the names in that price range, and I think you start feeling pretty good about mm-hmm. um, his upside compared to everyone else in that price point. So, I mean, just for context, in a draft just today, he went for fourteen. Okay. So we could see his price starting to climb here in the next week or two, depending when you guys are drafting. So just keep an eye out for that. But uh, you know, up until that point, he was consistently like. 10, 10, 10, 11. So he is right, kind of locked in there. But things could be changing here now. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, and I think that that's a good, that's a good target guy. And I think that, that when you get into that zone, right, of like um, the high-end wide receiver four, you know what I mean, like outside the top 36, like you start looking at some of those guys, you need the guys that you need to be drafting them at their floor, not at their ceiling at that point, because you need the, they need to have upside or otherwise, why, why are you spending 10 bucks on them to sit on your bench? That's right. Right. So yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the way I look at it. All right. Awesome. And then um, the, fi- the final here from uh, real Kyle Kirby is what are we thinking about uh, Rashad Penny and Kenny Walker? Um, honestly, this is the kind of situation that I probably straight up avoid. Yeah. Landmine. Like, yeah. I mean, we probably think it's going to be a pretty horseshit offense. Um, could be a timeshare. Like we don't necessarily know what's happening. Walker's obviously um, had surgery. Like mm-hmm. we don't know what this is going to look like for, I think it was a sports hernia. Right. Um, so what the timetable ends up being on that. I know it didn't sound like it was going to be super long, but I don't know. You guys probably listeners have one buddy at least that you know out there that had a hernia that like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just never know. At least I don't. We're old though and out of shape. But so anyway, yeah. just for the <laughs> fact that this offense looks like it's going to be garbage. Yeah. I probably don't want the, the defense looks garbage. Like, I don't know. Playing from behind, is Penny actually the pass catcher? Or is like DJ Dallas going to come in like when they're getting stomped by 20 and uh, rack up some garbage time receptions? Like, I don't know. I think this could be just a complete mess. So I'm kind of just out. Well, and I look at it too on the AAV chart. Like Rashad Penny, we have him as RB32, but um, he's – going consistently for that $13 point, which puts him at like the worst, one of the worst values on our board, right? Like there's only yeah. two guys that are um, worse values than Rashad Penny. And so what, like, yeah. why would you want to draft him? And even Kenny Walker's a little bit like, I mean, you know, well, he's like right, right on track at $8, but $13 for Rashad Penny, uh, Maybe you're drafting him at a ceiling as RB32. Well, I think the thing is people, they really want to get a running back that's that's going to get touches. Mm-hmm. But I think if you look at years past, um, you know, the path to how those touches kind of play out, like you still need to be in a productive offense to really right. like to have opportunities to score, for example, like, so, and honestly, all it takes is two guys. That's the thing with auction. Like, it takes two guys in a draft. Uh, so 10% of your draft just has to want them. And now the price 
gets to a point where you look at it and think, what the hell are you guys doing? Right. Right. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just again. Well, I think here's the problem too, is the recency bias with him too, right? Oh, he had his great back end of, uh, the season last year, second half, like down the stretch in the playoffs. He probably, if you had him, maybe won you a league because, you know, he had an RB three week and an RB one week and RB four week. And so you're thinking, you know, oh yeah, he's going to be the man, but he didn't have any competition last year, Penny, like none, you know what I mean? And yeah. Okay. So he's uh, um RB three in week 14, you know, you you're jumping into the playoffs. He had uh, 16 carries and um, one catch, but he scored two touchdowns. All right. So is that going to happen then? Oh yeah. He was RB one in week 17, like your championship week. Yeah. You could probably, Oh yeah, that's right. He had uh, two touchdowns, but two catches and, you know, like he wasn't, uh, he yeah. wasn't blowing you out of the water. It's this touchdown stuff where he, in the last four weeks, he, or last five weeks, he had uh, six touchdowns in the last five weeks. And I mean, he's not keeping that up and he's got Kenny Walker there and their offense is terrible and their team is terrible. And um, I just let you let someone else draft that guy. That's one of those maybe first third of your auction, you throw him out and, um, it's one of those guys that you're throwing out because you don't want them and you want someone to spend 12 or $13 on them. Perfect. Make him your RB2, Rashad Penny. Awesome. I'll beat that guy every week. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad strategy. Fire guys like that out. Like, I mean... Maybe I'll not right off, the, right off the top, but, you know, in round five, also, yeah. what, Rashad Penny? I wasn't expecting him to come out. Yeah, sure, I'll sauce uh, Yeah, but maybe why not? On him. Yeah, like you, I, I'll be honest. Like a one strategy I've been seeing a lot is uh, Pacheco gets nominated mm. super early in drafts, and like, like I, I don't get a guy like that. Like I don't know. Right. I haven't seen him go for I don't think more than five bucks in any draft, and so like at least Penny, you could see a case where some people get in a bidding war, and you know maybe maybe it gets up to fifteen. But it's probably going to stay somewhere between ten and fifteen bucks. But right. still, like you said, so somebody's going to have that guy penciled in as maybe an RB two slot filled. They're out on the bidding for some other running backs here down the road. But like nominating these, like uh, a guy like Pacheco, who um, is going to go for five bucks, then like you're not driving any real bidding wars or anything like that here. So. Yeah, I, mean, I would rather do a guy like Penny than some of the strategies I've been seeing with guys like Pacheco or like I get it. You try and throw these hot names, but like okay, Romeo Dubs, like right again, he's gonna go for four bucks. Who gives a shit? Like, yeah, just yeah. let that kind of organically happen. Like, and it's not like if you get him for four bucks, like you got this screaming deal because that's what he goes for, right? So if you're trying to do one of those. One of those type of guys, like maybe you're going, you know, AJ Dillon and you get him for 11 rather than 15. Okay, so you made some savings, but how much are you going to save on a $4 Pacheco or a $4 Dobbs, right? Well, you're not going to save anything. Right. But you're also not going to force uh, anybody to like get out of their comfort zone really and most likely or and start a big bidding war. Like we've all been there where we've seen two guys just up in each other, a buck, a buck, a buck. 
like, and watching it and they're like, holy man, like this guy's doubled in price right now. Like, what are they doing? Cool. Go for it. But, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I just don't think it happens with those kinds of guys. Right. Anyway. Yeah. And I I mean, no, then that's good. I mean, it's good talk. I'm just looking at, uh, where we have Penny at 32 and Walker at 36. Um, like every guy in between there, I think I'd rather have and say, and spend less money. Like I'd rather have James yeah. Cook for seven. I'd rather have Gordon for seven. I'd rather have uh, uh, Damian Harris for nine. I'd rather, you know, have Cordero Patterson for eight or uh, Stevenson for eight or, yeah. you know, like I'd rather have any of those guys than spend 13 on Rashad Penny or $8 yeah, wow. on Devin Singletary or $9 on Hunt or $9 on Edmonds. Like I'd yeah. way rather yep. do that than spend up. It just doesn't, again, it's, just it's not like, a guy I'm targeting. It's expensive, most expensive guys in tiers kind of thing. It kind of all fits right. along with that too. Like shitty situation and expensive relative to peers and then recipe for fade. Right. Absolutely. Let someone else uh, get that. But I, I don't mind the idea. Like I'm not saying in the first two or three rounds, maybe you throw penny out, but round five, round six, you know what I mean? There's been some spending out there, guys that got their RB1. Now they're like, oh, you know, um, looking at what they're going to do there. And then you, you mm-hmm. get a guy stuck with him on his roster. And now you know you're not going to have to bid against him for your RB2. Yep. And he's not a, not a zero RB target at all. So I don't know. And, and neither Kenny Walker either. Because you just, like you said, you just do surgery. And yeah. Who knows? not really much upside, I don't think. So. So no. If you're going to go zero RB, then it's probably not. Yeah. Yeah. He's not. With guys he's not like that. Guy. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So that was um, at Real Kyle Kirby's questions. If you've got questions for us, uh, you can hit us up on Twitter. It's at Fantasy Auction. Pretty, pretty simple stuff. You're playing fantasy football. This is auction. It's uh, it's that easy. So the next. Uh, Actually, hold question, up. I'm going to give Kyle a shout out because Kyle, he. Uh, I want to thank him too. He is a premium subscription subscriber. So he was, uh, he had our stuff. And so he, uh, we got in touch here. He had a bounce and some ideas. He had a pretty fun little keeper draft that, um, his, uh, starting lineups actually pretty sick. So uh, <laughs> nice. I think he won it last year. He said with a uh, little help from our stuff. So, uh, congrats to him and, Good luck. I think he's got a real juggernaut this year again. So, awesome. cash more checks. There you go. Awesome. And there you go. So, um, quick get into it. So, you get the sheets, seven ninety five. Get you the uh, auction values chart, which we've been talking about all night so far. But it also gets you Slim's tier sheets. It gets you Blisters tier sheets, and it gets you my cheat sheets. My um, so. If you want to know the draft we're doing tomorrow night, you'll be able to see all the results. You'll be able to see my my budget breakdown and where it ended up at the end of it. Uh, so at seven ninety five. Head over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com. And then if you want to be like Kyle and get into the premium podcast as well, fourteen ninety five gets you the premium podcast. What was the last one you put up, Slim? Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it was the AAV risers and fallers and stuff like that. There you go. So I'm going to do a pre- tight end and quarterback one, kind of onesie one here, uh, probably tomorrow, actually. All right. So yeah. 
So for the uh, little bit of extra cash, you get more specific um, stuff that we don't talk about here on the regular podcast. So you get a premium podcast and you get access to all the, all the sheets as well. So that's fourteen ninety five. So head on over to the website, thefantasyfootballauction.com, click on the membership area, and there you go. Let's roll into uh, the next questions here. And I think we might revamp some of these questions because um, – I don't know. We we were talking pre-show. So anyways, uh, at uh, Caleb. Hey? We had a debate. We, we had know. a debate about how to read the question. So let's That's read right. it the first way, and then we'll read it the second way. So at Caleb Lampert, uh, he asks us, who are your favorite, uh, quote-unquote, ups, uh, upside or high-variance guys uh, that you find you're drafting a lot this year? Um, and he's more specifically looking at guys – who are now this is where we had a debate at position seven to 17 at their position have potential to be number one at their position. We read that a little bit differently, but let's read it first as guys who are ranked seven to 17 at their position, have the potential to be number one up to position. Slim, do you got anyone there? Shit. Now I read it and I think it's the opposite. Now again, I keep flip flopping. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay. I'm sorry. So we said seven to, if we just, we'll do both, but so we'll look at positions kind of seven to 17. Yeah. Does anyone have the chance to be the number one at that position? So the way I take it when I kind of interpret it like this is I'm, if I'm looking at say running back seven to 17, who is there an RB, the RB one there. And just looking at running backs and receivers, we'll start there. Uh, To me, the answer is no. There, I don't see the RB or wide receiver one falling in that position there. Um, especially at receiver, if you just kind of even look at the top five, um, those are obviously the big dogs, right? Like Justin Jefferson, mm-hmm. Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Diggs, uh, Adams, like those are those are the ballers, right? Like yeah. probability speaking, one of those, some guy – unseating all those guys to be the number one to me, very, very, very unlikely. Now um, there's a lot of receivers I like here. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, I look at, I look at a guy like AJ Brown. Uh, I have him ranked pretty high, but I think that uh, if Philly kind of does what we think they could do, um, they got a lot of weapons there. They got a really good offensive line. Uh, they threw it a lot in their first preseason game. Yeah. Um, so they've kind of said, I think, that they want to play a little higher paced. There could be a lot of potential for a guy like him. Um, I really like T. Higgins. I like the combination of Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I'm actually flip-flopping kind of all the time. I don't know who yeah. the number one's going to be there. Um, for a while, I was all aboard the Waddle train, and now I kind of find myself pulling back a bit and thinking, ah, you know what? No, I, I, I feel good about Tyree kill, but, um, you know, Cortland Sutton is a guy I think that can smash this year. Um, Mike Williams, love situation. Mm-hmm. Again, if he can stay healthy, I think he's in for a huge year. Uh, Alan Robinson, uh, another guy, good situation. Uh, I think super talented guy. We kind of forget that. And with how, bad it was last year but could smash this year so i think there's a lot of guys could they be the number one i i again 
probability wise, I give it a very, very low hit rate of that, but, uh, definitely guys that I think have upside, um, and can really, really, I guess, outperform their AAV to some extent here, some of these guys. So. And that's how I was going to say it. So the way we have it in our consensus rankings, seven is Debo, then Evans, Keenan Allen, Pittman, A.J. Brown, Higgins, Hill, Sutton, McLaurin, Waddle, and D.J. Moore are seven through 17. And I agree with you, Slim. Like, it would take a miracle, I think, for any one of those guys to outperform Justin Jefferson, Cup, Chase, Diggs, even you throw Lamb or um, Adams in there, I think it would take a lot for any one of those guys to leapfrog to get all the way up to one. Now, that being said, like you said, um, A.J. Brown at 11 right now, could he be the wide receiver four or five? Absolutely. Could Pittman be the six or seven? For sure. Could um, Cortland Sutton be the you know seven or eight? Absolutely. Like I think that all these guys have the potential to outperform their AAV and their current rankings right now but I just can't see them leapfrogging and being wide receiver one. Like it would take, it would take something real special, I think for that to happen. It would. And I think what makes the receiver position kind of, uh, I guess special is some of these top guys like, like Cooper cup. He's in a prolific offense, Jamar chase, prolific offense, CD lamb. We project prolific offense, C Diggs, prolific offense, Justin Jefferson. Maybe we don't think of Minnesota as prolific, but, they're, they like to throw. So, mm-hmm. I mean, and they're going to throw more. Yeah. Like, so uh, it's just, they're good and they're in good situations. So it's kind of, they got the recipe to, to smash. So a lot of them got to shit the bed for, uh, in one way or another to kind of get surpassed by some of these lesser guys. But, but I, I do guess. like the range. I do like that seven through 17. Like, I like targeting oh, that sure. area because. I mean, spending 45 to 50 bucks on some of those top three or four guys, I'd rather spend 28 to 30 bucks on, you know, the, that next group, like we're, we're, the group we're talking about right now, because I think that mm-hmm. they can, yeah, outperform that. So I do like the zone, but I don't think that the wide receiver that you're going to see them jump. What about at uh, RB Slim? Are just going through it, our RBs. Uh, seven is DeAndre Swift, and then Najee, Aaron Jones, Barkley, Fournette. Kamara, Javante Williams, Chubbs, Etienne, Zeke, and James Conner. Any of those guys going to be running back one? No, I don't think so again either. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I can't predict an injury. I'm not going to try and predict an injury, but like, uh, you know, I could see a guy like Derrick Henry, um, who I kind of have just on that cusp of yeah, where Caleb was talking about. Like, if he's healthy and, um, could somehow score touchdowns at the clip we used to seeing a couple of years ago, then he's in play there. But I just don't think Tennessee offense as a whole is necessarily going to be that uh, efficient this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, Najee Harris is going to get touches, but you know, my thoughts there, we kind of talked about it with like the Rashad Penny thing. Like if that offense isn't very good, yeah, he's going to get a lot of volume, but uh, is it enough to kind of supplant what, guys like Taylor and McCaffrey and Eckler can do. Uh, yeah. Is he going to have around. more than 380 touches like he did last year? 380? Well, he might, he might get the same. <laughs> I don't know. Crazy. But, but he, he just doesn't, 
like how many touchdown opportunities does he get? Um, you know, how many big plays does he actually make? And I think that's what hurts a guy like Harris is just, mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to, to make these big plays, um, that we're used to seeing from some other, some of these other backs. So that's, that's at least where I am. And then after that, like, I mean, I like Aaron Jones. I like, uh, there's a lot of potential with Barkley. Like, I think he could, he could finish top five, but yeah. like, it's still a far cry from the number one. So, at least for me. So, well, I, I was mean, just checking player profile or going back to Najee last year with all those touches, 284 or 384 touches or whatever he had. He was uh, 21st in the league at running back and red zone touches. Yeah. He only had 38 yeah. red zone touches, but he had almost 400 total touches. I'm just curious on there, like, what's his juke rate and stuff like that? Uh, let's see, juke rate, number 20 in the league. Uh, breakaway run rate, number 28. Yeah. Um, true yards per carry, because he had, you know, 3.8 yards per carry that put him at uh, number 53 in the league. Um, but yeah. it's the volume, you're, right? You're drafting for volume there. 100%. That's what you're, yeah. So I guess the short answer then, I guess, huh. It's not short anymore, but again, is no. Like, I don't see any of these guys being the number one. Yeah, I don't think so. I I mean, I totally agree with you, too. There's a a group there at the top that was, you know, three, four, five guys for sure. Any one of those could finish as the one. But I think when you start moving down closer to RB10, it's, uh, it'll it'll take a lot to get up and over all of those guys. I, I think, anyways. But again, can they outperform their AAV? Absolutely. This sure. range of guys, it, again, you know, there's three or four guys that you could, you know, Aaron Jones we have at nine right now. Um, could he be the RB3? There's, there's no reason why he couldn't be RB3 or Najee or Saquon, right? Um, yeah, you know, I think some of these guys that you think could catch a lot of passes, that's why I kind of like, uh, you know, Kamara. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's who I was just going to bring up ATM. next, Kamara. Yeah. Um, Guys like like even James Conner, like we have him. I think we're cautiously ranking yes. him there. Um, like I still, I know for me, I don't have tons of faith in him staying healthy, which um, I wish I could have more of. I just can't seem to to get past that. But like, yeah, if he plays all season, then he's probably going to finish better than RB seventeen. They're where we have them right now. So. Um, I think, yeah, there's quite a few guys here that have some potential to outperform. It's just a matter of obviously injury, but, you know, a lot of other factors in terms of offensive line play and quarterback play and things like that. So we'll see. So when we reread the question six times pre-show and we went and we started looking at reading it a different way where are there um, like – what are we thinking about high variance guys from that uh, seven to seventeen dollar range rather than ranking range? Yeah. Um, again, I don't think we're going to see anyone who's going to be the number one at their position. And yeah, okay, we could go through tight end and quarterback, but we we know what the answer is. There is no um, for the other version of the question. But the way I read the question the first time, Slim was: Are there guys with an AAV of between seven and seventeen dollars that could yeah. be? Um, like uh, RB 12 or better or wide receiver 12 or better 
Um, what if we take a look at it in that way? Um, what do you think there? Like we're looking at, if we stay on RB, which is where we are, you're looking at like a, an Elijah Mitchell to, you know, a Damian Pierce, let's say. So that's our RB kind of 21 to 39 kind of range. That's where that price range of seven to 17 goes. Yeah. Any of those I mean, guys that could be an RB one, not the RB one, but an RB one. I have a tough time seeing it. Like when I go through this list, I mean, like, okay, Damian Pierce, he's getting a lot of traction lately. We've seen his auction price go up, I think four bucks in the last week. Okay. Um, but I, I think we're still forgetting like Houston's still not going to be very good. Most likely, <laughs> right. even though they're like the most hyped kind of uh, lower tiered talent unit in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But I mean, so yeah, I just don't see him, you know, getting that high uh, guys like maybe chase Edmonds is intriguing to me, depending how they use him. Um, but again, I, I, I think to get into the top be, 12, be talented, but yeah, he just can't quite probably get that high. Like the thing is with some of these guys, okay. Like a guy like Edmonds, for example, do you really want him to be, this workhorse like right i don't think that's good for him probably for the, the whole season so like i kind of just want him to get in there and catch you know four or five passes a game and and get you know eight to twelve handoffs like let raheem Mostert get his ass kicked kind of running between the tackles <laughs> yeah a whole bunch right like so i don't know i look at some of these guys and just like you know could Cordell Patterson do it again? Yeah, maybe. Ramondre Stevenson, there's a lot of buzz there. What if Damian Harris scores 12 touchdowns? Like, there's there's some guys here that I think, you know, again, can outproduce AD, AAV. Uh, but I don't, don't think they get that high. Right. And then some of these guys um, need an injury to get there. Right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, Tony Pollard needs an injury. AJ Brown needs an injury. Uh, CEH would need three injuries. Um, Gib Gibson needs an injury. Melvin Gordon needs an injury. Like they all need an injury to get there. And I, I'm not drafting thinking that, oh, uh, Javante Williams is going to get injured. So that's why I'm taking, um, you know, Melvin Gordon. But uh, at $7, maybe I'm taking him because he'll finish his RB 23 rather than RB 34 where we have him ranked now. So again, it's about, Finding the guys, are you drafting them at their floor, like Rashad Penny, who fits into this range, or are you drafting them, you know, or sorry, drafting Penny at a ceiling, or are you drafting someone like James Cook at his floor at uh, seven or eight bucks? Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, I don't want any part of Penny, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. you yeah. know, I don't mind if I can get a guy like Cook at the right price. Like, uh, and that's what it's all about with these guys, quite honestly, it's going to be price. Like if people have saved up early, then some of these guys are going to go for more than you probably want to spend. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, you see that happen and go and get the studs then and right. let everyone fight for these scraps a little bit. That's right.
Okay, so what if we go to wide receiver slim and do it in the same way where we're looking at AAV of 17 to $7. So that brings us, let's say, to a, from about DK down to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. You see I any mean, of those guys finishing as a wide receiver one, not the wide receiver one? No. I mean, again, we kind of talked about this uh, a couple questions ago, like some good seasons, but I don't see a wide the wide receiver one here. So, right. Um, Do you see someone breaking the top 12? Well, again, I, I, I mean, DK could. I don't think yeah. the situation's good enough. Uh, Bateman's interesting. I Lazard. just, I can't see enough. We talked about Lazard. Um, you know, Juju is intriguing to me. Um, I lost you there. I'm thinking I about see, maybe well, guys like really Cooper or Thomas but I have a hard inch time, towards you know, the 12. Getting into that top 12. I don't know if you're still there. If um, I lost you. Oh, Can't hello? Hear you anymore. There you are. Yeah, there you Lord, are. That's okay. Booted. Uh, I just said Juju. Like, okay. He's an intriguing yeah. one to me. Um, but again, I don't see top 12 there. Um, I guess kind of the guy, one guy, it would be Hopkins. Like, and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, as season long, probably not gonna finish there. But as a point per game, right? Could he could he get close to fifty? Yeah, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's probably a tall t- ask to get to fifteen points per game. But uh, again, and it's hard to build with him because you got to be really strong uh, so that you can weather um, exactly weather that loss. You know, he's fifth. He's fourteen bucks, just like Godwin. So. That can be a decent chunk of your budget that, um, you know, could leave you uh, scrambling a little bit for for points early on. But, like, you know, maybe you've got two stud quarterbacks in Superflex or something, and then you just say, you know what, I'm hoping those two guys will ride me until he comes back, and then I got a discount, and away we go. But, right. But, yeah. I don't know. I, there's not too many names in that range that. Well, now you mentioned Superflex, so I think this is a maybe an interesting question yeah. um, to format in the quarterback position. I mean, we I kind of brushed it off in, in the other part of the mm-hmm. question, but what about a quarterback? If we look at guys from Jameis, you know, who's our QB 19, down to Marcus Mariota, who is our QB 28, those are guys that fall into that seven to 17 range in a Superflex. Um, AAV. Are there any of those guys that you think have the potential to be a quarterback one? So no. we're looking at Winston Fields, Lawrence, Tannehill, uh, Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, uh, Goff, Mills, Zach Wilson, and Mariota. No. I mean, it's no. the same as you talk about the receivers. Like, you got Josh Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, like Lamar. There's some studs at the top. And yeah. they have to unseat all of them. Like, mm-hmm. so it just seems so unlikely. Like, you know, maybe you could make the case for, I don't know, tell me that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a resurgence or something. And like, at least we've seen him do it before. Like, right. uh, you know, like Ryan Tannehill. Uh, right. You know, yeah. what's he doing? Daniel Jones. Like, uh, there's just... 
no, can't happen. Right. And I mean, you know, even if you go Trevor Lawrence and he's got that little rushing upside, blah, blah, blah. Is he really going to no. outperform Matthew Stafford or Tom Brady or Russell Wilson? I, I, I don't think so. Um, could he outperform? No, he's not. <laughs> could he, out, could he outperform, uh, QB 21 and get to QB 17 or 16 or 15? Yeah. He, he could do that. I see our numbers are off there, by the way. <laughs> On the on the uh, actual rankings, we got Derek Hart fifteen and Matt Ryan at seventeen. We don't have a, oh. a number oh, sixteen. Look at that! I'm going to fix that right now. Live oh, edit right on the air. Here we go, dropping her down, and boom! Now we have thirty nine receiver uh, quarterbacks ranked. Not uh, yeah. There we go. There hmm. now it's fixed. <laughs> it's probably been like that for uh, six years. <laughs> no one's noticed. No one's ever. No one's ever tweeted at Fantasy Auction and said, "Hey, who's your QB 16? He didn't okay, exist. Now it's Matt Ryan. He's now our QB sixteen. Cool. Because Blister has fourteen. So there you go. There you go. But yeah, no, I don't think. Yeah, I think you're right. Superflex. I just thought it was interesting. Um, and then it gets us into a little bit of a transition, just real quick, as we're you know pushing the hour mark here. Um, you and I are entering in what we call the FF Experts league tomorrow night um we went through we're and you just are late sign up because there was a last minute uh drop off the bears fan dropped out so slim is in first time in this league i think right unless maybe it's been years since you've been in yeah i feel like years ago yeah so it's tomorrow night so slim so i'm just gonna try let's just try to get into your brain we got a few minutes here i just like you signed up for it tonight all right, and we logged into Yahoo, which it's on. Took a quick look at the scoring settings. It's one QB, uh, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, a flex, and a super flex. So there's two right. flex positions. One of them super, four points per uh, passing touchdown. It's point two points per carry, one point PPR, and there's six guys on the bench. So if right now you're looking at this cold because you just signed up today. Um, yep. what are you doing right now to get ready for that? Like what, like what's your first thought? We, we know what the scoring breakdown is. What's next? Well, first thing I'm going to do guys are jumping in this weekend to a new league is actually log into the league and check out how everyone finished scoring last year. Like the players to see right. just how much this 0.2 points per carry or, uh, yeah, it was points per carry, right? 0.2 points per carry. Yeah. 0.2 points per carry, um, influences things. Like, do I need to prioritize running back or anything like that? I think right. though, in a league with um, not that many starters, uh, I'm going to look for uh, two or three kind of absolute hammers, like foundational players um, that I can kind of build around. Mm-hmm. Whether that's at running back or receiver or quarterback, I'd have to figure that out. My gut tells me that since it's super flex, I'm I am going to have to figure out the quarterback prices early. Uh, since right. I haven't drafted in this league, like um, I have no handle on how people actually value QBs in super flex. Like I've been in leagues where people aren't scared to pay above and beyond what I think are fair prices. I've been in leagues where people or quarterbacks of all skill levels typically go for under AAV. So. I have no idea right now, so I'm probably going to have a couple budgets that um, kind of one that goes above 
one that kind of okay. sticks close to AAV and one that goes a little bit under, just in case. So I know where I want a lot of money should I have to go to one of those. Um, and yeah, I'm probably going to start, you know, based on all those budgets, I'll start at the quarterback position and then I'm going to um, throw $170 into my starters, something like okay. that. It's kind of yeah. a general thing I like to work with. And then the re- remaining 30 can kind of go on my bench. Um, and depending what the scoring looks like, but I can probably guess that with starting three wide um, and that one flex, I'm going to want to try and get four really solid options at receiver. Mm-hmm. And then I can kind of figure out running back probably on a couple of budgets. I'll have maybe one kind of top running back and then kind of go, so I guess call a hero RB kind of build. Uh, and I'll probably play with different extents of that more or less how much I want to spend on my RB2. Do I want to go right cheap right away and go elsewhere? Um, or do I want to kind of spend maybe like 20 bucks or 25 or 15 on my RB2? Okay. To figure that out. And then lastly, like it's, it's a non-tight end premium. You only start one tight end. Right. I am probably going to essentially punt the tight end position <laughs> right? Uh, or look for somebody uh, at a really good value that's, that's, you know, a low end tight end one somewhere. I'm not okay. going to even play with Kelsey or Andrews or anything like that. So. Well, and so I was just thinking like when you said you're going to look at last year's positions, I'm like, geez, I will, maybe some guys don't know how to do that. So if you're, this is a Yahoo league that we're going on. Um, you can just simply click along the top title bar. It says players and you click on players and then it says, what player do you want to look at? Right. And you can see total offense or you can pick the different positions. And if you click like, let's say the super flex position and you press filter and then it shows you that at super flex in this particular scoring format last year, Cooper cup was one, Jonathan Taylor, two, Josh Allen, three, Justin Herbert, four, Eckler, five. So that's like your top five. So you can actually like, see how guys scored in the particular scoring settings. Cause yep. uh, I mean, we get these questions all the time um, too. It's like, Hey, uh, I've got your AV sheets. Um, do you have, uh, yeah. you know, is there any way to adjust it for an 11 man um, half point PPR uh, half point per carry tight end premium? We're like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. Like it, we can't get into AAVs for these abstract kind of rules um, because there's just not enough data out there to do it. Like there's just not yeah. like, I mean, there, you know, there's three leagues like that that we can see data in. So how would we ever put that into the formula? Cause we don't do it as a formula. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like we say, okay, well, ADP, uh, ADP, you know, this guy is, uh, um, you know, drafted 16th overall. So then we just allot this, Right. random AAV total to it. So our AAVs, just like we say all the time, are average auction values. They're not hard set in stone. They're not based on your on your particular league. It's a starting point. And so then you use our AAVs and then you use all of our tiers and then you create your own stuff because you can look at historical data like this in your league and then you can tweak it and make it your own 
based on your own league settings. Yep, 100%. I think you go through the scoring. I personally like to look for flat spots. Like if there are 40 players that kind of fit into this one kind of tightly bunched scoring area, then I kind of know that there's a lot of players that I can target here. Like at this point, I get to this point in my draft when some of the top talent that I think is going to be top talents gone, then I'm like, okay, this is, you know, I can really look for who are the cheapest guys here. And those are the players that I want instead of paying $10 or $15 more for a player who's going to score roughly the same amount of points, like a couple extra points per game to spend 10 or 15 more dollars is not worth it. Right. Well, and just as an example, when you do that, I just thought, oh, I'm going to click on running back and see if I can find a flat spot just in this particular league. So if I look at RB23, which was AJ Dillon in this league last year, he scored 223 points. Miles Gaskins was number 24. He was at 208. So there was like, there, there's like a real separation, right? We're looking at um, a 17 point total or not 17, 15 point uh, difference where everyone else was a dollar or two or a dollar, you know, a point or two, a point or two, a point or two. Um, So there was like a real easy break to see in the scoring. So that helps you to determine that because you can see how many carries did AJ Dillon have versus Miles Gaskin? How many catches did he have? How many touchdowns did he have? Like it shows it all right there for you. So your league, if you're, especially if you're doing it as an online league, like you can see that data right now while you're trying to prep your uh, your cheat sheet for tomorrow night. It's right there. Yep. Beauty. And in the uh, Darrell Henderson was uh, um, it just in just to say was RB 21 in this league last year and was rostered in 13% of the leagues. Hmm. Interesting. 13% of leagues. Miles Gaskin was rostered in 4% of leagues, I guess probably by the end it says, um, and was RB 24. Hmm. Yeah. That is an inter- wow. it's interesting data. Anyways, but it's stuff that you can see. You can see the historical data there. And like Slim said, you need to do this work, um, especially if you're in a new league and you don't know how these guys value the Superflex position or how they value RBs. You know, we're going into this draft this weekend and Slim's drafted against these guys for the last, I don't know, seven or eight years. He has an idea of who likes what um, position, who likes which players, those types of things. However, this year throws it for a loop because we go from a 12 man to a 14 man and it, it it changes things so that's where you need to to do your work and so slim's moving into a new league tomorrow based on getting into it today this is the type of work you need to do is there anything else that you do right now to get yourself set up for tomorrow no not really i mean like i kind of think i went through it figure out the scoring start budgeting um and try and get kind of the backbone of a few different options here and the more options, the better. I, I personally believe that. Like, um, I can't tell you the last time I've ever gone into a draft with one with one budget. So, right, um, it just doesn't work for me. So, uh, but yeah, that's kind of that'll be the trick, um, which isn't too bad. Like, honestly, looking at the scoring is not a big deal. Um, and if you're in other drafts, you can kind of use other budgets that, that yeah. you like and stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's, 
the more drafting you've done, the, the, I don't want to say the easier it is, but the, the less work you probably have to do because right. you've probably got some of it done already. It's just a matter of uh, trying to maybe tailor it exactly to this league or just getting an idea. For me, I've said this many times before, like if I, you know, on this, on budget number two, I, this is what I want to spend on RB1, who are the three players that I think fit into that exact spot? Like mm-hmm. that's how much I'm spending. Who are the players that I'm targeting at that price range? And I'll write right. those players down. Um, just so that again, I can look and I know exactly then who I'm going after at certain points and how that'll fit into that exact scenario. So. Right. That, and I do it kind of similar. Like I, on my cheat sheet, I highlight guys, um, in particular tiers that I like. And there's some tiers mm-hmm. I just skip altogether because I'm like, I'm not spending that kind of money on this type, like a Rashad Penny type of a situation. Right. right. So I just skip that tier kind of altogether. But, I go through each position and highlight guys. Like if I'm, if my budget's going to move me into this tier, these are two guys I'm going after. This is three. These are three guys. This is one guy. So that on the fly, I adjust my budget and I can look over and say, okay, there, these are, these are the type of players that I'm going to be getting. These are the guys I like in that tier. So I do that all ahead of time too. I just do it a little bit differently. I don't align it to a budget. I align it to the, to the tiers. And then as the budget, flows then i know okay that means i'm looking at these guys now that means i'm looking so it's kind of the same i guess it's just a little bit of a different format Mm -hmm. for sure so and uh if you get the sheets uh through the membership area of the website you'll see my actual cheat sheet for tomorrow night and um you'll then you'll be able to click on it at the end of the night tomorrow night and see what the actual draft results were you can see what my budget start was my budget end was who, who I rostered, but then you also get live draft data right there too. In a super flex league, you'll be able to see what did everybody go for. And um, that's important stuff to, I think, to be able to see too. You can, you know, you're going into a draft this weekend. You've got a Wednesday night draft, a super flex that you can actually look at cold, hor- cold hard data and say, oh, geez, I didn't realize guys are starting to move like this or like that. And um, and then I've got them also on my sheet um, versus RAAVs. And so you can see who was who went for more, who went for less. Um, and then, I don't know, I kind of like it slim to go, oh, look at that. We're right on. Look, it's slim was right on on this guy, right on this guy. I like to I like to see that too because, I don't know, I feel like it pumps our tires, gives me a little pat on the back, even, if, even though <laughs> it doesn't mean anything because prices all fluctuate. But for the most part, anything I've looked at so far this year um, – like your AAVs are accurate within a dollar or two. It's uh, um, hands down. It's, it, it's fantastic. So that's how I, how I approach things too. Right on. Right on. All right. Slim, we didn't think we would get to an hour. We thought, Oh, well, you know, we'll, we'll have to figure out where, you know, where we're going to zig and zag. Um, and we're an hour three right now or hour two. We've done pretty good. Yeah. A couple long winded, Old bastards can <laughs> but it was good. I thought I I thought that looking at um, Caleb's question in those two different ways was pretty valuable because um, you're looking at it as a ranking type of a situation. You're looking at an AAV situation, and so then that um, it's good. I think to approach it in those two different ways too. Yeah, I think anytime you kind of get a chance to kind of look at a couple different variations, it's. It's, that's good. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Okay. So um, let's uh, wrap this sucker up. I guess um, I'm going to see you online tomorrow night. Hey, would you be interested in a little sidebar um, getting on a Google Meet or something and being able to talk during it or do you just want to focus focus in? No, I don't care. We can We can chat. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean like to record or anything. I just mean, I always feel oh. like uh, an, an auction online in this little closet is a long time to sit here <clears throat> having someone else to be able to talk to her and say, hey, you uh, asshole, why'd you bid me and blah, 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 makes it a little bit more fun that way. We'll yeah, see if Blister wants to get on it. Maybe we can uh, set something up. I could set up uh, a, stre- uh, a Google Meet or a StreamYard or something and we could... Um, easily get whoever wanted to get in on it. Uh, so at least we feel like we're in the same room. Cool. Makes like it more it. fun. Makes yeah. it more fun. Anyways. Okay. All right. So then we'll that about wraps it up. I guess I will see you tomorrow night online in some way, shape or form. And yeah. for the rest of you, I'll see you when it's springtime in the Rockies. When it's springtime in the Rockies. I'll be kind.